Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. Oh, and I'm Positive Chuck Mockler. I'm back. Glad Ish. to have you back, buddy. Ish. <laughs> uh, lowercase Positive Chuck Mockler. Yeah, all lowercase, <laughs> of course. In case you didn't know, we are Locked on Clippers, part of the Locked on NBA Network. Mm -hmm. We bring you Clippers news and happenings five days a week. Five days a week, 7 a.m. A uh, bit of a downer. Uh, you know, yesterday morning, but hey, that's what happens when the team loses. Like, hey, understandably so. We're trying to find the light in the darkness in this episode. <laughs> we're gonna kick things off with sort of our next day thoughts, um, just kind of where we're at with this series and and where we were at with Game Two. And then it's Thursday. Every single Thursday, we do Thirsty Thursday, where we talk about who and what we want to see more of. Uh, Cooper's defense is gonna be a big sort of focal <laughs> yes. point of this. We're also gonna talk about our stars mm -hmm. and um. Just some other stuff, some some other happenings relevant to this playoff matchup. And then, in shavings, uh, the Clippers have secured the 25th pick in next year's draft. Yeah! So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then, uh, regular Twitter interactor slash listener of the show, Arno. Bet, uh, you know, participant. Um, has some positive words to say. So we're going to end this episode on a great note. Mm -hmm. Thanks to Arno. Need I think we all needed that one today. For sure. But before we get into it, got to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Welcome to Next Day Lost Thoughts. Whew. Kind of like Jack Handy's Deep Thoughts, if you're a fan of the old SNL sketches, but not as fun, I don't think. Um, went to Twitter just to kind of ask how people were doing. Yeah. You know? uh, I said, do we feel any differently about the series now that we're a day removed from the loss? Kind of now that we've had time to perhaps get texts from our family members about how funny it is the Clippers lost. Processed. Time, time to get your affairs in order. Yes, for sure. Maybe a coworker is very annoying about it. Um, seems like a lot of people on Clippers Twitter just felt sadder. And I think I'm on the same... I was less angry and I was more just like, God, this that doesn't feel good. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it was doing in it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was a bummer. You know, you heard our initial reaction last night. If you, I mean, if you haven't, check it out. Um, yeah, it's a good time, I guess. We were, uh, you know, we were pretty down. Um, all hope is not lost, mm. but, um, you know, time definitely has not healed this wound yet, although it has only been a day. It's <laughs> true. Uh, Chenny John said that he's still waiting for the adjustments. Yeah. Which I think that's a great point. I think we're all waiting for that and our expecting to see them on Friday. Um, Great expectations, if you will. Yes. David Mines says, same feeling. They're taking advantage of mismatches and letting Luca create and running us off the three-point line. We're scrambling on offense and defense. If not for Kawhi going off yesterday, could have been bad. Yeah, so um, offensively, I thought the team looked a lot tighter uh, last game. It looked a little bit more cohesive, but defensively, very much still scrambling. Um might talk a little bit about it in the next segment, but sort oh, yeah. of defensively, like guys are kind of looking confused and a little lost out there. Yeah. Um, there's also been some sort of weird handling with the guarding of Luca. Like sometimes it's trapped, sometimes they're over committing and leaving somebody wide open, um, which, you know, is damaging too. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, it definitely could have been much worse last game, um, though. I mean, there were a lot of positives to look at f 
versus the first performance. Yes, for sure. Um, uh, Michaela Perez says, just frustration. It sucks because I don't think it's like the Clippers are playing flat out bad, but the Mavs are playing unbelievable right now. I just feel like the Mavs are going to go back to reality after this series is over, and that's the most annoying part. So the shot variance, which we're going to talk about more in the second segment, compared to the regular season, has been absurd. And I think this is a great point that she brings up of like, you know, I mean, if they if things go horribly wrong and the Clippers do not win this series, like, I guess I hope the Mavs look great again in the second round. Because if they don't, it's going to be one of those things where you're like, huh. Uh, I mean, who cares? I mean, it sucks either way. I mean, who cares? <laughs> I, I got to be honest. Who cares at that point? This is <laughs> Michaela is dead on with like just the frustration. And it does suck to like hit a team that's peaking at the right time. By choice. Um. <laughs> Yeah, by choice. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's still on us to get out of this series. Mm-hmm. You know, we I I think that still on a two point favorite in Dallas on Friday night. Uh, yeah, I think that sometimes on this podcast we've focused a little bit more on the on the Clippers' struggles and haven't been able to like really take an objective step back and look at like just how great the Mavs have truly been. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, they're beating us right now. Yeah, like, and like I mean, you know, Luca has been just absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's it's definitely different to like take a look at it from a different point of view, and I mean, I guess it does make me feel a little bit less down when I mean, yes, you are down two zero, but it is against a team that is playing this well. You know, it's not like they're like lackluster and still beating us. Yeah, for sure, that's a good point. They're playing, you know, they're playing I mean, their two, best basketball. Two season. damn near offensive perfect, like offensively perfect yeah. games of basketball for sure. Um, Officer Everett said, I'm disappointed, but I'm 100% convinced we're losing this series because Ty hasn't sent Luke out there to call Luca a bitch-ass white boy. Well. Couldn't agree more, Everett. Might be something there. <laughs> might be something there. I saw somebody on uh, on Twitter, is clearly someone who doesn't follow the Clippers, being like, oh, uh, Luke's going to play zero minutes, but they gave him a, a 16, well, they're paying him 16 yeah. mil a year. Hey, he's not getting paid 16 mil a year yet. <laughs> Uh, that's a problem for next year's clippers (laughs) uh and also if you'd watch the clippers at all this season uh, it makes sense why luke Kennard is not on the floor so yeah the defense has been bad and he doesn't exactly bring that you know he doesn't exactly bring that and also like unless the offense is like revolving around him with sets kind of drawn for him yeah he doesn't fit into the flow yeah, for sure. No disrespect to Luke Kennard. He's our dude. Not at all. I'm, I'm He's going to be a big part of I'm the team I'm bummed that year. there's no Luke Kennard progress report because there's nothing to report. Brian Cullen and I did like a 30-second one on the Monday episode. <laughs> um, I think it took longer to say Luke Kennard progress report than to do the actual report. Miriam Swanson wrote a great article in the OC Register. Go read it. Um, about the Clippers kind of like company line of like not being worried. Mm-hmm. There's been this common theme. We had Reggie say, "Remember, no worries." After the post, after the press, Reggie said, "Don't worry, be happy." <laughs> that would have been great. Tyloo isn't concerned. Kawhi saying, "We gotta stay even keel." There's a great line in this article that says, "It's one thing to say the playoffs are like any other game, but it's another thing to play like it." Yeah, and it's this thing of like the no worries thing by Reggie. I'm like, and like the Tyloo court, he's like, you know, you gotta win four games, and it's like they've won half of that amount. Yeah. It's like I'm not. I don't want him to come out with like a big red button and be like crisis time, and then like all the lights start flashing. But it, I guess, it's just kind of like maybe. I think it's the driver's seat quote from last year. Yeah, that's still sticking in my head. But like, 
it's, I mean, this is a good article because I, it is kind of just like, all right, like not concerned. Remember, no worries. It's like, man, like, I don't know what they're supposed to say. I will say that. Yeah, for sure. They're not supposed to say like shit is fucked. Definitely. Um, but yeah, it's just an interesting, it's an interesting way to go about it. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Uh, also, shout out Miriam Swanson for like, Fantastic always drivers. having like, yeah, like a great objective kind of view of this team. I think it's oh, a yeah. little easy to get caught up sort of in the fanfare, especially, you know, for, fans essentially like us so um she's very professional she's much more professional <laughs> than we are well she's always she's always really great at just sort of like reading between the lines in a way that yeah. is refreshing if if you're used to kind of reading or or interacting with like kind of more fan-oriented content that's a really good call um i also bring this up to you because i saw a clip from when tyloo was coaching the Cavs, and he was like if you don't believe we can next win the next two games don't get on the damn plane yeah. And I guess that's kind of the more sound I'm looking for. Totally. To get me a little more fired up than like, I'm not concerned. You know, no worries. It's like, man, we are worried. <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone is worried. Um, anything else kind of day after thoughts? Should we move on to some more technical basketball talk? Yeah. I mean, well, this is just kind of more odds and ends. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of reaching for this. This is day a front after. porch episode. Like, this is, I don't know what we're supposed to talk about today other than the loss and how things can get better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have dug more into like uh, like defensive matchups against Luka and stuff, but there's really nothing too promising to report on that front. <laughs> um, so, I, a couple of things, though, that are interesting, you know, despite how well the Mavs have been shooting, we mm-hmm. have done a really good job of keeping them out of the corners. Uh, they, according to Stats.NBA, recorded only one corner three-point attempt in the last game. That's insane. Um, attempt? Not even make? Well, it was a make. It was, a, it was one for one. I guess but, that checks out. I mean, but Still, only one is crazy. Only one is good. I mean, like, so we're not giving up, you know, statistically the easiest uh, three-point yeah. shot. Hey. And they did let us take ten. Uh, corner threes total. Uh, we just weren't really hitting. I think we hit oh, like, yeah. I, I think we hit three or four out of the ten. Yeah. Um, which you know, I mean, if hey. I, I think we hit four, so it's not like terrible. But um, you know, of ten, you would hope to make a little bit more. I, and we're still struggling in the left corner, which is kind of something that we saw really all weird. season. Uh, which I don't really know. I don't really know what that is Gotta about. Get burn some sage over there. Yeah. Uh, so you know, we are at least like. Of the threes, I mean, they did they did take more than us, I believe, in the last game. But um, you know, they're they're not of the easy corner variety. Yeah, um, for sure. So that's kind of positive. Uh, and then another thing is we've really had a lot of success scoring in the paint. Point of emphasis from Ty Lu pregame in game two was talking about that. Yeah, and paint. I mean that is like one of the few things that I feel like was actually executed well. For sure. That yeah. we talked about. Like, we're gonna do this and it's gonna happen. And it did. Yeah. I mean it it just isn't generally the focus of this offense. We rank in like I think the bottom ten in terms of like the percentage of our field goal attempts that occur in the paint. Right. But this aggressive of this aggressive play has really kind of paid off. Uh, we attempted 50% more field goal attempts in the paint in game two versus game one. We outscored the Mavs 60 to 48 in the paint, Jesus. Uh, which is like our largest margin, you know, kind of over them in really any category. Uh, and it also paid off at the line as we did see a 20% increase in free throw attempts, even in a Scott Foster uh, ref game. Yeah, that was an anomaly. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, so there's some positives. A couple of positives. So, I mean, the thing is, is like maybe we can bump that up, up that scoring in the paint even a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, not another 50% jump, but 
um, a little bit more. And I mean, all season, this team uh, has has derived a lot of success off of uh, either scoring in the paint or drives to the paint that result in kickouts. Paint touches. Um, yes, for sure. So hopefully we see some more of that. Uh, it's one of those things that like they haven't really been able to stop that attack. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if the shooting is slowing down, you know, we just might have to go get a bucket the old-fashioned way. Might have to. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about going to get a bucket as well as the other side of the ball in Thirsty Thursday. But first, we got to give a shout-out to Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why under often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is that gas all over your pants? And wait while a counterman orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand the warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com and in your pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Crazy there's online stores that are 20 years old. It's cool. Makes you feel old. Uh, Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on on their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Okay, so we're back with Thirsty Thursday. Yeah. I think the biggest thing we're kind of thirsty for is uh, ramping up of the defense. Uh, I don't even know if ramping up is maybe the right word. Just like... <sighs> a more coherent defensive strategy. Congealing of the defense. Yeah. 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 So what do we want to see from this Clippers team defensively in game three? This is an interesting concept that I'm going to throw out there, and I might sound like a complete moron when I try and word it. Mm-hmm. Disclaimer. Not like all my other takes. Um, less, if that makes sense. I want to see the Clippers defense do less. And by less, it feels like right now the Clippers are halfway between pressuring Luka with two guys when he has the ball and sticking with other shooters. The communication has not been anywhere. It hasn't been on the court, it seems like. Yeah. Um, like we saw Serge and Ibaka kind of get into it and Miriam actually wrote about this in that article I talked about how like the most animated the Clippers have been other than the Kleba dunk and Paul George making Chris Tapps fall over is when they've been like talking out issues on the court yeah so it seems which like, has been sort of an identity of this team though yes I'm not sure if everyone's talking about different things or people aren't talking about like enough of what needs to be happening in terms of who's pressuring the ball handlers that it just feels like there's so many different attempts at trying to guard Luka where it's like, like there's a clip that LA Clippers film posted where Kawhi is, it's either Kawhi or PG and they are guarding Luka and they're doing a pretty good job. They're, you know, they're, they're on him. They're not like in trouble or anything. And I think it's Bev who just kind of sags off um, Hardaway, who's just JJ Redick now. Yeah. And he gets the, Luka finds him and it's like this weird soft trap that isn't a real trap because you're yeah. doing it so low and you're just you're letting an elite shooter right now get an, a more open shot. It's like there's it just feels like they're trying to do so many things. Like they're trying to stop every single 
it's like, you know what I mean? Like there's a hole in the boat and they just keep popping up and like, well, I'm going to try and do it. like, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and that's what it looks like. <laughs> and they seem frustrated by it. Yeah. So I, I think that it's kind of, you know, as much as I, we have all season kind of loved the idea of, of tinker and tie. I do think that there comes a point where if you're trying to digest too much new information on top of like not having the reps in as an entire squad, um, that it's going to be really difficult. And I think that we have seen that through two games. Um, but I'm hoping that they can kind of find a more efficient way to both communicate on the court and a more cohesive strategy um, that's not going to yield open looks uh, while still you know, attempting to curb uh, you know, some of Lucas' scoring. Yeah. And, you know, if he continues to shoot really well from three, that just is what it is. We, we live with that. Yeah. If we're, you know, if we're, can, if we can limit the fouls and, and prevent, you know, uh, drives to the basket, I mean, that's kind of best case scenario. I mean, I wouldn't expect him to shoot 50% on step back threes hey, at over, this point. I'm just like, over an entire series. <laughs> but, I mean, if that's what happens, you just lose. Like, and, and yeah. I, like, I, that's not where I'm at. Like, I don't think that we're out of this, but, um, there's just limited that you can do. And I think that, you know, you're not making it any better by, you know, over committing or haphazardly trapping, um, you know, cause it, it still hasn't really slowed him down that much. I mean, we did curb his assists, I guess, in game two, but which is surprising uh, considering how well they shot. Like that's the other thing is like after these two games, the next thing I have on here is what point does Dallas's shooting cool off at this point? I'm just like, we need to pretend that it's not going to cool off. And maybe yeah. stick, maybe stick to these shooters, and maybe make it so it's like Luca has to put up eighty points or whatever. Like, because right now we're sagging off guys who were shooting. I mean, you look at these po- Tim Hardaway Jr. shooting sixty five percent from three. Yeah, Chris Apps shooting forty four percent. Maxi Kleba seventy five percent. Dorian Finney Smith fifty five percent. Josh Richardson forty percent. Like all of these guys are just elite right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's like, like I mean, I guess we got to make Luca do it, and then. What is up with Zoo? Yeah, uh, it's... We've been defending Zoo all year, and then he comes out, and this was like... This was some of the worst... This was... Game two was bad. This was 2018-19 level playoff. I, I think that that also speaks, zoo. though, too, to like, like trying... God damn, it was bad. Trying to reinvent the wheel, possibly defensively, where it's like, I mean, he's just not sure of exactly what his role is and where he's supposed to be. Look, even in game one where he was getting torched, it, it was in a different way, right? Like it was yeah. all on step backs. I it was step six, backs threes. Yeah, I think like six of his field goal attempts that he attempted on Zoo were, were threes. Um, and the majority of them are the step back variety. Which you're so. kind of like, okay, this sucks, but. Not- it sucks, but I mean, like, what else do you want your big man to do? Yeah, it's not like he wanted to block the threes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, because he can't play him too close because. Luca, I mean, not the fastest player in the league for sure, but he's crafty enough. He'll definitely get around him. Yeah. Um, but then, like, down low, he was looking so bad. Yeah. Like, game two, it was just like, dude, you are lost. Yeah. I think I got to simplify it. Um, what do you got on here? What are you thirsty for? I'm thirsty for Kawhi and Paul George to continue to lead this team the way they should. Uh, I loved what they were able to do in game two, despite some of Paul George's struggles shooting from deep. I mean, he still finished with, like, 28 12 and 6 something like yeah. that uh 
I just love getting superstar contributions from your two superstars. They're doing their job so far, for the most part. Yes. Uh, I'm just, I am still thirsty for them to kind of get this defense settled. Uh, you know, regardless of scheme, they they do have to be the tone setters on the floor. Yeah, energy-wise, um, yeah. And Paul George took a step backwards defensively in game two. He really got carved up by both Luka and Chris Dapps, which kind of sucks. He was really good on the boards. Like I said, he did lead. Yeah, aggressive. He, he led the team in boards with 12, um, which you love to see. And Kawhi on Luka was really not the defensive powerhouse we had hoped for. Uh, he failed to keep Luka below his average field goal He's percentage. He's comfortable right now. Everyone on the Mavs, that's what gets me. Everyone on the Mavs is comfortable. There's nothing to have concerned the Mavs. And it really defense. wasn't even curbing Luka's attempts. I mean, yeah. Luka wasn't afraid to go straight at Kawhi. He attempted about eight field goals through 10 possessions God and damn. recorded two assists. So, so he's involved on every single <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so it, it, you know, it wasn't that much of a stop. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's difficult. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's not going to be an easy thing to do. Um, yeah, but they got to figure something out. They got to figure something out. Um, I must, oh, oh, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, I'm also thirsty for surge to be back at even a reasonable percentage. Dude, I'm like, I say reasonable percentage because I don't think I can ask for a hundred, but 75. I just want more. I mean, 75, sure. He's looked, you know, a little. He's not looked good. Hobbly. Yeah. For sure. And like five minutes. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's tough for, I mean. It's like shocking that he played five minutes. Five? Yeah. No, I I agree. Uh, It's just difficult because... I mean, we did end up running a 10-man rotation in game two. But, I mean, if two of those guys are Patrick Beverly um, and Serge, I mean, I would not put either of them necessarily at a full health. Yeah, I mean, five minutes from Serge is effectively a nine-man rotation. Yeah. Right? Like, he's getting 30. Ugh. Is there any? I'm thirsty for the offense to just hit shots. Like I'm not even like they're they're there, right? Like the Clippers are shooting 33 percent from three over these two games, which is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean we shot nearly 40 in game two. Yeah, yeah, that helped. After, us. We shot 28. In the first yeah, after a terrible game one performance. So, um, yeah, I I mean I don't know how much more in a playoff setting like. You know, it's you're not going to get the same contribution from your role players as you did in the regular season. Right. Um, the larger issue is just still is getting stops and limiting their offensive boards. I mean, they still once again, like we um, we were able to limit the numbers as compared to game one, but they still doubled us up in second chance points. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, just there's some like variances. I'm like, these got to even out at some point. But yeah, but the issue is like the Clippers need to stay in the series long enough for it to even out. Yeah. Like going back to fifteen thousand screaming fans Rockets. who've been locked up for a year and a half. Yeah. Um and you know they've been they've been trying to not be locked up down in Texas. Yes. Um hmm. coming up, we're gonna be talking uh Clippers draft next year because there's some news on that, and then just ending with some positive words. Yeah. Regard, I know, but first, Will betting online. Where on earth could I do something like that? Oh man, easiest place is Bet online, the titch, the titular home of betting right online. There, I said it. Uh, so, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football over, college Dunzo. basketball, Dunzo, Dunzo, but the Dunzo. NBA, 
But the NBA, the NHL, MLB, WNBA, all still happening. Rockin'. You can bet on any of them. But bet online doesn't just cover sports. They also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Plus, bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up, Dang. which is very nice. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. That's on top of your first deposit. Use promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Now we got to talk about a little something called Built Bar. Yes. Someone on Twitter asked us, they're like, honestly, do Built Bars taste good? And I was like, yes. Honestly, yes. They do taste very good. Um, they got some new flavors, which is great caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, and of course, the number one as voted on by Built Bar Maniacs, uh, coconut brownie chunk, which is fantastic. It's my pick to win, and it won, which was great. Should have bet on it. I bet online. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, uh, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're great for the keto diet. I like the peanut butter flavor. Kind of boring, but good. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams sugar, 5 grams net carbs. And right now, limited drop. We've been talking about I it. I love a limited drop. Who doesn't love a limited drop? You can get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Uh, probably for a week or so. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. One more time, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, so we're back with shavings, and the Clippers have drawn the 25th pick in next year's draft. Love it. Where are we at on this? I don't know, man. Feeling good? No. Um, Feeling crazy? <laughs> yeah, we've just all lost our minds now. We're like, the Clippers have drafted pretty well. Um I mean, you know, other than Shea kind of like falling into the Clippers' lap, um, that's been, you know, and Terrence Mann, those are kind of like... They made a rotation player out of Terrence Mann. They didn't draft a rotation player. <laughs> that's a good call. Like, I, I, I think that that is, that, that is a success of, of yeah. the Clippers drafting, which... You know. Unfortunately, in that same draft, we traded up to get Fee. Yeah. Um, we traded up to get Oturu. I don't know. We have the 25th pick, so I'm like, maybe they'll trade up. We have a mess of seconds, of unprotected seconds from Detroit. Well, we lost a couple. Yeah, that's true. In the wrong did we trade. lose some Detroit ones? Uh, did we only trade our own? I think we might only trade our own. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. I don't. Do you think there's more of a chance that they trade up, or do you think there's more of a chance that they draft an unfinished big man that can't shoot? I hope, far, I hope that we're maybe good on drafting big men. I do too, man, because we've really been trying, despite Kyle having Lewis. a really young, what we thought was a really good defensively, center on the team already. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, Yeah, a little bit of a whiff there. I don't know. I still think, to me, Jury is not out on Oturu. Um, you know, he tried he his, hard, he tried his hardest to lose us that last game. Uh, he did, did great, man. Did maybe great, he didn't want to tank. Maybe did he was a like, great I, job. Maybe he was like, I know the Mavs are good, so I need to make these shots. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I I kind of hope that we end up looking for another kind of guard uh, or a young wing. Um, you know, at twenty five, once again, like if you could get a rotation player, uh, then I think you're doing pretty damn good. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Um, it's gonna be interesting. Not really looking forward to it, uh, you know. What's that big board behind you? 
The what? You draft big board. <laughs> Dude, I don't know anything. Someone was sending us a couple picks, and I was like, sure. <laughs> I don't. Even, I can't think about like, picks. Go for I, it. I can't think about picks right now. We're still in the playoffs. Um, still, still, yeah. Uh, so no worries, baby. Still in the playoffs. So I can't. I, I can't think too much about it right now. But I mean, twenty-five. You know, they, there's some possibility that you could get a rotation piece. Yes, for sure. Um, we're gonna add on some positivity. Yes, love it. So we talked about up top how we asked kind of Clippers Twitter how they were doing today. Overwhelming response, pretty bummed out. I was useless at work today. Um, but we had some good responses. Arno Madathian was one of uh, the good responses. He said, I feel even stronger that we will turn this around, and this is the butt kicking we needed. Quote me on this, but we will win the series. Yes. Arno! Love it. Love it. Um, I'm not sure if I 100% agree with Arno. I do like the point that this is the butt kicking they may have needed. Yeah. Yeah, because like the first game, you could kind of be like, well, we shot 27% from three. That's not going to happen again. Then the yeah. next game, we definitely didn't shoot 27% from three, but we still got beat. Yeah. So maybe it feels more real now. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, you know, this team can be slow to start. It's been an issue in, you know, regular season games. So if we are talking about... You know, this just being another another regular season game. <laughs> Certainly dropping two games isn't anything, you know, too out of line necessarily for this team. Um, I don't believe that we lost three games in a row more than once. Um, this season? In the regular season. I think Kawhi and PG on the Clippers have only lost three in a row two times. We lost three in a row in end of April. Um but other than that, I oh no, we lost three in a row back in March too. But we've never, well, we've never lost more than three in a <laughs> hey! row. Hey, uh, so <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that it, looking at the law of averages, you would think that this team is due for sort of an, an upswing. Oh yeah, um, it's coming. So I, you know what, I I'm all here for it, Arno. I needed this. Yeah. Thank you. Shout out to Arno. He got a lot of support on Twitter for that too. Hope everyone. Has a wonderful Thursday. Yes. Um, Friday's episode, preview of the biggest game of the Clippers season. Yeah. Game three in Dallas, baby. Full house over there for the most part. Uh, a love, Mary quarantine. Whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, I might not be on that episode, so I hope everyone has a great weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll be over in Montana spreading the gospel of Paul George. Uh, where can these fantastic people tell their hardworking, much-needed United States postal workers uh, to listen to us if they want something to listen to on the walk yeah you can check us out on itunes or the podcast app we're also on google Podcasts. we're on spotify we're on stitcher we're on deezer we should be on amazon music uh yeah i can never remember my login so i've never actually logged into amazon music <laughs> i find it to be too annoying uh so i hope we're there uh as we mentioned up top we do come at you monday through friday 7 a.m pacific We'd love to have your listen no matter what platform you listen on. We absolutely would. Bezos, if you're listening, get Will back into Amazon Music. Just make him a one-off password. He'll change it after he uses it one time. Uh, we thank you all so much for listening. I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you. <laughs>